From the moment I arrived at the airport in Hanoi, I felt helpless. The last time I had been in Vietnam, I was one of half a million armed Americans. Now I was alone in the country of my former enemy, which my comrades had bombed unmercifully, and where I had fought with all the weapons I could muster. My passport was of no use. We have no diplomatic relations with Vietnam. I spoke only a few words of the language, and I was a foot taller than almost everyone I met. I was, so far as I knew, the first combat veteran to visit North Vietnam alone, with the exception of the American pilots shot down during the war, who were somewhat more unwilling guests. I expected, at best, a mixture of curiosity and hostility. Instead, I was met with an eerily perfect hospitality. It was as if some giant switch had been thrown and everyone, from government ministers to peasants, suddenly stopped fighting Americans and began courting them. War? What war? We are friends, friends, friends. I was a guest in a country which had fought for thirty years to rid itself of Western control and influence, a country whose anti-colonial passions sustained it for generations. I was one of the soldiers they had defeated, yet I was being given the respect, deference, and special handling the French had once expected as their right. It was a jarring experience, like living a mixed metaphor. I wasn't sure why I was being treated this way. Perhaps there is nothing less egalitarian than a communist society where privilege determines everything. Or perhaps long years as a colonial people had taught the Vietnamese how to manipulate Westerners with deference. Or perhaps the very structure of their society, with its respect for elders and its passion for appearances, enforced a superficial politeness. Or perhaps, for reasons cynical and or genuine, they wanted better relations with the United States. After a week or two of such hospitality, I found myself responding in kind. I wanted, almost against my will, to be as pleasing and polite in return. After a time, I began to assume the simple language of the Vietnamese. I began referring to the fall of South Vietnam as the liberation, as in, were you in the South before the liberation? I began to call the million or so Vietnamese who served in the South Vietnamese army the puppet troops, as in, were you in the liberation forces or the puppet army? It was overwhelming, this constancy of language. It wore down subtleties and nuances, forcing complex reality into neat building blocks. Language and, through it, perceptions exist to serve the state.